0: Hello everyone, Mike Stokes, Wildlife University. Today I'd like to talk about how to get dumped. Specifically, how to be dumped if you're a nice person. Obviously I'll speak from the male perspective, um, but it's applicable in, in any relationship, male, female, heterosexual, homosexual, whatever. The first thing about getting dumped is that you need to remove yourself from the relationship. Um, And I'm specifically talking about relationships where you wanted to be in the relationship and the other person decided to leave. So often I find that I made this mistake a bunch of times and I watch the natural tendency of people who are compassionate, nice, sensitive, like I am, and they don't want to hurt the other person's feelings, which is totally the wrong way to go. (laughs) The other person's already prepped mentally and emotionally for a long time in uh, what they're going to do, and so they've decided that they're going to leave you, and they've had a lot of time to uh, process this, or they've you know just processed it, and it's done. So the f- mistake that I find is it- it's usually inside the context of an unhealthy relationship where the person that's doing the dumping is taking more than they're getting from the relationship, so they'll continue to take so a lot of times what nice guys and gals do is they stay in, you know, they have makeup sex or not even makeup sex but, you know, post-breakup sex um, or they go to their house and fix stuff for them or make them meals or, or let them cry on their shoulder if they're emotional support. So they act in all these supporting roles. And the most important thing that you can do if you do nothing else, if you take nothing else away from this video, if you've just gotten dumped, the first thing that you do is completely remove yourself from that relationship. So that means at least for six months, uh, probably even a year, for in some cases that are particularly unhealthy, you no interaction, no calls, no emails, no texts, just a total silence. There may be something that you need to say in order to create that. So there'll be a really clean communication, which you may spend three or five hours or four days, but you do it, you make it, and then you hold that line, and that's what I find is the hardest thing for most people. Because when you're in a um, unhealthy relationship with uh, mixed boundaries, um, that's usually what happens when it ends. And I'm specifically talking about you know nice people, compassionate people, sensitive people who are on the ed the other side of being dumped. So the first thing that you do is break all ties, uh, and then you break all you start to break all memory associations. So you're going to have a lot of memories. You're going to remember that time you went to the beach. You're going to remember the time you had sex. You're going to remember the time, all the good things. So you start to remove those. So get rid of the photos, get rid of the videos. Um, you can save them for later, but make a commitment to yourself that you're not going to touch them for six months to a year, at least, um, especially the memory stuff. I would wait even longer. Um, and so, and I'm speaking from experience. So I held on to those things. I went into the relationships. I did all the stuff that you weren't, that didn't work. Because um, what happens is. Is In order to create a healthy relationship, you have to create a new clear boundary set with yourself and your partner, your new potential partner. And if you're constantly sort of clinging on to this old relationship, you're doing two things. One is you're staying emotionally attached to this other person in an unhealthy way that's an imbalanced relationship and that'll never work in a long-term committed relationship. And the other thing that you're doing is you're, you're, you're blurring the boundaries that you need in a healthy relationship. So let's move on to boundaries. So... The the definition of a healthy relationship is it has clear boundaries that are respected by both parties, uh, and there's a mutual respect for one another's um, core values and core needs. So I like to say to my partner, um, and, and we have this agreement now, that what we do is we hold each other's hearts. So we hold that which each of us hold dear, and we try to find that. And we try to respect that. And we're not always perfect, but we tr- we're always moving in that direction. Um, so often when we're in a relationship where we've gotten dumped, what we've done is we've not established clear boundaries with that person. A lot of times what people do and what I did was put the other person on a pedestal. You think they're way better than you are, than they are. And, and what I had to do was teach myself that everyone's flawed. So I would go around and I would put these women on a pedestal and then I would think that you know the ground that they walked on was you know somehow magical, and they made it magical. Um, that's not to say that some women are amazing and beautiful and magical, and all that's true. But at the same time, everyone has their dark side, their underbelly. They're they're humans, just like you. So if you ever elevate the other person to a higher status than yourself in the relationship, and it's not 100% uh, equal, then you're doomed. Or if you elevate the other way, you think you're better than the other person, then you're doomed, and you'll be the dumpy, and they'll be—I mean, the dumper, and they'll be the dumpy. So this this perfect balance that happens in a healthy relationship. So when you're dumped, you've you've subconsciously put yourself down here, um, down at this level, and put them up there. And maybe you started like this, but slowly over time, you eroded down to where you see yourself less than them, and they see yourself themselves better than you. Um, Uh, Or you want the relationship way more than they do. Um, So so figuring out, as you go through the process of of recreating yourself in the dumping process, um, you need to start to figure out what are your core values so there's no such thing as a healthy relationship that doesn't have lined up core values so you have if you're uh an ecologist and a social activist and if you're um you believe in being kind um and if your partner doesn't believe in any of those things and doesn't at a minimum respect and support you in what you're doing then the relationship's doomed in one way or another. It could happen after a lifetime of of, uh, raising kids, and then when you actually come to be alone with one another, you split apart. Um, Or it could happen in the very beginning. So the point is is that you have to align with your values. Um, The other thing that you have to do is uh, figure out which battles that you're going to pick. So you have to start, before you pick those battles, you have to start laying out the boundaries. So for example, a boundary that I laid out that I realized was an unhealthy boundary for me is that I would get involved with women who still had their attention on another man. Um, They weren't necessarily in a relationship, but emotionally they hadn't made that disconnect. And so it took a lot of courage for me in my last relation, in my current relationship to say, look, I feel like this connection with this person in your life is unhealthy. I feel like it's a, it's a, he wants it to be romantic. And even if you don't want it to be romantic, he would pick you up in a heartbeat. He's not trying to be your friend. He's trying to be your backup in case it doesn't work out with me. So I don't want you to be interacting with that guy now. Until we establish whether we're going to work out, you need to sever ties with that person. And luckily enough, my partner agreed to that. And that was, that may seem extreme to some people, but this is what I'm talking about. That is how healthy relationships begin. They begin with you figuring out what your bottom lines are. Now you don't, it it doesn't even matter. You know, maybe your bottom line is just that, um, my partner uh, makes me broccoli every night, you know? And maybe you're just totally fluid on everything else. You just let stuff happen and you don't care, but you need broccoli every night. It may sound super silly, but it doesn't matter. If you feel super strongly in your heart about something, and your partner won't honor it, then they're not the right person for you. Or you need to do some more soul-searching and figure out what your true boundaries are. Um, So for me, that was a true boundary. And I saw it too many times in other relationships where uh, the woman or the man was focused on a previous relationship or still interacting with that previous relationship, or I still had my heart in a previous relationship, um, and it destroyed the potential for a healthy relationship. So when you get broken up, that's the next thing. So the first thing is break all ties. Second thing is get rid of all those reminders. The third thing is just to start evaluating your core values and literally write them down. You know, you probably have five, you know, that are just the meat of who you are. And just know that the next time you go into a relationship, that person has to honor that. Um, the next thing would be to um, to figure out what your absolute non-negotiable boundaries are in the relationship. So... Again, it's silly to say, like, I need you to make me broccoli every time you're home. But something, it doesn't matter how silly it sounds to anyone else, if it sounds true to you, and you feel, if you deeply search in yourself and you say, like, I can't live the rest of my life in a happy, healthy, productive way without that, then you need to demand that in your relationship. Now, it's not fashionable to demand things in, um, uh, it's not fashionable nor easy if you're a compassionate, kind person. But. Without making, demands are another word for non-negotiable clear boundaries. You have to have non-negotiable clear boundaries. This is, I think, the next big takeaway if you're a nice, compassionate person who struggled with healthy relationships. You have to have boundaries that you don't give up on. Um, Now, holding boundaries is a skill, and it doesn't come easily. You know, especially for nice, compassionate people who don't want to rock the boat, who don't want to create conflict. Um, I'm definitely one of those people. Um, But slowly over time, I've learned how, and I still fail all the time. I keep building my capacity to hold a boundary um, and keep discovering what my truly important boundaries are. So one was, you know, letting go of unhealthy connections with people that my partner had. Um, Another was no no name-calling. So in my relationship, there's a rule in our relationship that we don't call each other names. You know, whether that's, um, you know, you're a dick or you're an asshole or, or, you know, whatever. That kind of stuff is not acceptable. Um, We have an agreement that when we're in a conflict, that we seek solutions. Although it's emotionally difficult to do that in the moment, we are at least moving in that direction. And we agree that that's what we're doing. Even if we can't see it in the moment, we're still working in that direction. So those are just a couple of uh, basic boundaries that I uh, made sure happened in my current relationship. Um, And my current relationship just keeps getting better because we've both had the capacity when we came together to lay down our, uh, our needs and our really clear boundaries. You know, for me, I'm obviously the type of person who likes to talk. Um, my partner's is very, uh, much more quiet than I am. And one of her needs and boundaries was for me to not uh, verbally dominate and emotionally dominate the situation, which I'm tr- I always try, not always, but I work on trying to do, uh, but I fail. And so she would make requests of me when we were um, interacting with one another that I would back off from that and take a pause and let her gather her thoughts. Because my brain, my, my mouth just goes much faster than hers. So again, to review, break all ties, um, get rid of all the reminders. Um, I'm going to add in a get another one after get rid of all the reminders. While you're getting rid of the reminders, what you need to do is create new emotionally powerful memories. So what it is, is the brain is now addicted. So you think of your ex-partner, you get all these boosts of serotonin, and then you get a hit of whatever the negative hormones are that, that then puts you into a, a negative space. So Instead of focusing on those, you, you know, let's say you always wanted to go bungee jumping, you go and go bungee jumping. Let's say that there's something you know, let's say you love surfing, so you go and you learn how to surf, or you go on that trip that you've always wanted to go on, or let's say that you really love hanging out with Steve, and so you go hang out with Steve, and then you try to have emotionally compelling um, memories, you create new emotionally compelling memories, and literally put them on your Facebook page, print them up and put them on your wall. So you're replacing those old memory cues that were dragging you down and making you more connected to this unhealthy pattern of relationship and create new ones that that give you constant structural reminders that you're a new person and that you have a new amazing life. So uh, again, cut all ties. Get rid of reminders. Make new uh, memories. Uh, set out, so write down, what are your core values? And only get involved with people that line up with your core values. Um, and then start to make, again, make a list of your, your non-negotiables. So the things that you will not compromise. If you have nothing on that list, you're never going to have a healthy relationship. But if you fill that list and you really dig in and you find those things that truly you believe you have to have in order to be happy and free and fulfilled, um, then you can have an amazing relationship. The next idea, I've already alluded to it earlier, is that you have to practice. You've got to practice. Let's say you have a a relationship with your boss, or with your neighbor, uh, or with a family member, in which they are, you're the nice person, and they take advantage. Um, You know who they are, and you know how it feels. You may not know what to do about it, but you know that it doesn't feel good. If there's any relationship where you feel less than when you walk away from it, that's a perfect place to practice. Because that's that's the unhealthy dynamic that creates uh, being dumped in the first place. So, you know, you either remove yourself from those relationships, or you start the difficult process of letting those people know what your needs are and what your boundaries are. If you have a friend that comes over and just emotionally dumps on you all the time, then you either need to sever that relationship or say to them with compassion and courage, look, I can't be listening to all your complaining anymore. I don't think it's healthy for you, and I know it's not healthy for me. I always feel depleted after these conversations. So that's an example of a boundary conversation that you would have to them. And then maybe they do it again and you just have to remind them until they stop. And then if they don't stop, then you remove yourself. And it it is really, it's a training issue. And it's the thing that us compassionate, nice, sensitive people have in common is we don't want to hurt other people. And so it feels when we're starting to learn to create powerful boundaries, it feels like we're hurting other people. And in a way, they do feel a little bit hurt because they're trying to do something the way they've always done it and we're not going to let them anymore. Um, And so uh, start small, you know, and do little things that carve out more place for yourself. You you, you literally need need to look at yourself as a container. And you either have relationships that fill that container or that draw out of it. Almost always when you've been dumped in a relationship, you've been in a relationship that's drawing out. It may feel like you're, you're being fulfilled in it, but that's just an emotional hit. Like you get it's there's, there's a lot of hot and cold people like that. Like they'll, they'll hit you with some love and then they'll take it away. Um, But then there's a million different variations on that. The point is, is that you have to see yourself as this container and you got to fill yourself up, fill yourself up. So in a healthy relationship, both people are filling each other. One person fills one, one person fills the other, and you keep building each other up. A good uh, way to know when you're going on to your next healthy relationship is the emotional space you're in when you come together. If you're both feeling good and overflowing and giving, then that's a really good spot to come in and meet a new person. If you're feeling depleted and down and then someone comes into your life... Um, that's questionable. You might want to take your time or not even go into that, especially in the first six months of the year while you're repairing and learning the skills you need to have a strong emotional body that can hold a healthy relationship. This all boils down, I don't want to say it all boils down, the underlying concept is that you are the one who creates your reality. You're the one who has either the skills or the lack of the skills in order to make a healthy relationship happen. I uh, came from a family where my mother was, um, she was emotionally removed, my father was emotionally removed. They both couldn't figure out how to interact with one another and had a very unhealthy dynamic in which I got in the middle of it at a very young age and watched how one would complain about the other behind their back and they would just not honor each other at all and not not communicate clear boundaries and just kind of disappear. Um, and so uh, I took the role of the victim, I actually sided on my mom's emotional strategy, which was to sort of think that I'm the victim and that uh, the other person is taking advantage of me. Um, and actually, I started on my dad's side and then I flipped to my mom's side, so most of my adult life was being the victim in the relationship, being the one who got dumped, being the one who was constantly trying to please the other person. Um, But then after all those years, and so basically, my point is, of this story, is that um, I started learning how to have a healthy relationship after so many failed relationships about uh, 24, 23 or four years ago was when I really started digging into it. Because I couldn't do it. I could not have a healthy relationship to save my life. There was absolutely no way. So I studied, I took seminars. And it took me the better part of, let's see, um, I'm 48, maybe almost 15 years, almost 15 years of study in order to, to figure out how to do it. Um, I tried all kinds of books and seminars and they all gave me a little piece, but they didn't give me everything that I needed. So all I'm trying to do is to share with you everything that I learned in the last 15 years-ish, maybe it's 13, I don't know, um, that has enabled me to have a healthy, happy relationship uh, with a beautiful child and a beautiful home. Um, And so, I don't think it takes that long. I'm hoping that what I'm giving you here will uh, accelerate that process for you. Um, But each of us have our own path and our own blind spots. So another huge part of learning how to get dumped, and you know, why would you watch a video on, on how to be dumped? Because you don't want to be dumped again. Because you want to have a healthy relationship. So how um, how you do that is everything that I said, because those will start laying the foundation for the next healthy relationship. And then another critical underlying principle is that you have to Begin the process of discovering your blind spots when it comes to relationship. So, I didn't know that my I had this core neediness and this core sense of lack that uh, was constantly driving me in my relationships. Um, and I didn't know that I was attracted to women who were fundamentally incapable of loving me for who I was. So all those things, I had no idea. And it took me all those years of study and self-discovery to figure that out. Um, and again, I'm saying it doesn't have to take that long. Um, there's a lot better resources out now. There's a lot more resources out now. There's, a, there's an evolution in um, awareness that should help you. Um, but if you started off with unhealthy relationships and unhealthy relationships all around you, it's going to take some practice to get to end those old habits and to create new ones. The last thing I'd like to leave you with is there's two paths to go on. Um, One's fast and one's slow. The slow path is the alone path, where you try to do all the work by yourself. You read books. Maybe you go to a seminar once in a while, but you don't really stay and interact with people. You just try to learn it all yourself. That's an extremely slow path, because you're constantly fighting yourself. We are social beings. We are chemically, physically, emotionally designed to work best in groups. We live longer in groups. We're healthier in groups. We're happier in groups. So utilizing a group structure for your fulfillment of your needs, for the fulfillment of your desire to have a healthy relationship that lasts, um, that's happy and fulfilling on all those levels. um, The fastest route is to do it with other people. Not just with anybody. It has to be with people that have a proven track record of going from unhealthy relationships to healthy relationships. So um, yeah, there's tons of resources out there, there's tons of people out there. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with doing things by myself and I do things by myself too. I just accept that if I'm gonna do things by myself, it's gonna go a lot slower um, and I'm not gonna get as good of results. So the point is, is you work inside a social structure and inside a, uh, a physical, like a, uh, an ontological structure. So what that means is a structure of meaning. So, for example, if you, I'm not a churchgoer, but if I was a churchgoer, I'd probably um, adopt the Mormon church because of its powerful social uh, structure to help create healthy, happy relationships. They have men's meetings and women's meetings, and again, I'm not aligned with that ideology or that philosophy or that belief system, but the structure is one of the best. Um, So, uh, you got to go out and find structures that align with your beliefs and your values, Um, you don't have to, but if you want to go fast, that's the way to do it. Um, and the other thing to do is to keep your eyes open and notice if the people that are teaching you this, if they're divorced, if they're single, if they don't have a healthy, happy relationship, um, or if they just had it from the beginning and they didn't uh, actually do anything to get there, you got to study with people that have done it, gone from nothing to having it and can show you the path. Um, and can hold you accountable on the steps along the way. You need someone to hold your hand so that when you don't believe in yourself, they'll believe in you and they'll they'll nudge you. They'll be like, "Hey, you know, you said that you were going to write down your core values, and now you're not doing that. You you you've got to do that." Um, and you know, to sit down with you with you if you need to, or you you know, whatever it is that really you won't flake out on. It's a great saying by Tony Robbins that we'll never live up to our ideals, but we'll always live up to our minimum standards. So you've got to find structures that are within your minimum standards. So let's say you don't like to let people down that are friends of yours. Um, so if you got interacting in a group with a friend of yours who was your accountability buddy and you weren't uh, willing to flake out on them, then that would be a perfect structure for you. So, there's a million different ways to design structures. I have a men's group. Um, That's how I design my structure. I have five other guys that, um, if I go and I flake out on what my goal is for myself, they just drill me. And why did you do that? What was it? Did you forget it? Did you flake out on it? What was, you know, it's not acceptable for you to just blow it off. You know, we're all held accountable to you. It's it's the great idea that's held in other contexts, like military contexts, that everyone in the group is held accountable for the individual's actions. So those are the best kind of support structures where everybody's held accountable for you keeping your word to yourself. I'm not a fan of institutional groups that make you do what they want you to do, but I am a fan of organic groups or groups that really put your vision for yourself in the forefront of what they're supporting you on. So, thanks for watching. I hope that's been helpful. I hope that shortens your curve to get to a super healthy relationship, and I hope that, I hope that helps you in the process of moving out of an unhealthy relationship. Um, so Remember, being dumped, eliminate all communication. Don't mess with that one. If they left you, if they left you, and you didn't want to be left, no communication, at least for six months. Eliminate all reminders. Start working on your core values. Start working on your non-negotiables. And make new emotionally profound memories. You can do it. Uh, I'm available uh, in the comments section. So send me a question if you got one. Uh, Subscribe if you like what you're getting here. um, And watch more videos if you have interest in other topics. Thank you. Have a wonderful day.